Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, January the 5th, 2024, New Year. But nothing much has changed in terms of the fogs of war, the two major wars in the world going on at the moment, or our best-known wars, most notorious wars, the war in Ukraine and the war in Gaza. We're talking about the war in Ukraine, or not so much the war in Ukraine, but Russia today. Um, so much uncertainty. It's astonishing. Supposedly, in our age of information, of global networks, less and less certainty about exactly what's happening. The New York Times runs a piece today about evidence that Russia controls Marinka, one of the border towns. It's astonishing that we don't know. Lots of uncertainty and debate about how to end the war. The Wall Street Journal runs a piece today about Ukraine missing an early chance to negotiate peace with Russia, enormously controversial on both fronts. Um, and all the uncertainty, of course, brings up paranoia. The Guardian, which isn't always the most paranoid newspapers, running a piece about how there are fears that a Russia is using North Korean missiles to attack Ukraine. Whenever there's hysteria, the North Korean specter usually appears. Uh, and then, of course, there's a specter of Russia using foreign fighters, another form of paranoia. In other words, very little seems to be known, not just about the war in Ukraine, but about Russia. There's a new Cold War and perhaps a new Iron Curtain, at least according to my guest today, uh, Marzio Mian, one of Italy's most distinguished journalists. Uh, uh, and he has a wonderful piece, uh, the cover piece in this month's uh, Harper's called Behind the New Iron Curtain, Caviar Counterculture and the Cult of Stalin Reborn. Uh, Marzio is joining us from his home in Milan. Uh, Marzio, is it true, it, it's, it's astonishing in a way that uh, in 2024, we know so little about what's actually happening both in the war and in Russia. <clears throat> Thank you, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, there is a, a kind of um, a blackout on what's happening inside Russia. I mean, beside, beside um, uh, the uh, Moscow or St. Petersburg, uh, and but uh, uh, a lot is um, um, because uh, because. Um, uh, Putin, the regime, uh, uh, declared war also against uh, uh, journalists, especially foreign journalists. Uh, so, uh, so I remember before uh, this journey in Russia, I remember uh, there was a debate, uh, uh, especially on uh, on uh, American uh, uh, media uh, on uh, on. Uh, actually what how how little we know on the uh, let's say on, regarding the russian front um and um and so this was i mean the reason why i decided to to start this journey uh of course 
not without risks as you yeah so I, I didn't even really do the introduction properly Marzio. um you you went to russia and this piece which is as i said it's a really beautifully written piece it's translated in harper's from the original italian is about a journey you took down the volga where, where did you do it and how long did it take uh it was in july and it took almost uh, a month and uh, me and the photographer alessandro cosmelli uh, a friend and a very great uh, photographer uh we we traveled for almost uh, 6000 kilometers that's uh, what uh, uh, for more than 4000 miles i think and um, and we we started uh, from the region between uh, between uh, st petersburg and, and moscow on the on the um, Valdai uh, region uh, where the sources of the Volga are, and uh, and then we traveled uh, uh, east uh, <clears throat> east uh, uh, down the down the Volga, and um, and uh, and then south uh, uh, to till uh, Astrakhan on the Caspian Sea, and. Um, and uh, the Volga, in the Volga, uh, there are uh, several of the most uh, of the biggest uh, Russian cities, from uh, from Yaroslav to Nizhny Novgorod, uh, Kazan, Samara, <coughs> uh, uh, Volgograd. That's the former Stalingrad. So many, uh, many important cities, and uh, <coughs> so uh, I decided to 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 uh, travel down the Volga to this um, uh, uh, take this this uh, this uh, way and to to penetrate let's say the, the yeah there's um the it country. reminds me you you argue in the piece or you suggest that the Volga is to Russia what perhaps the Mississippi is to uh, to the United States it's it's the heart of the country yeah probably even more than the mississippi because you know um uh i will come to that uh, and uh, but uh, you know russia is the 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 country of uh, big rivers uh still many of rivers are used as roads in the winter so as uh, rivers are very part really part of the russian identity but the volga is the river is the river because um, uh, Russia started there more than a thousand years ago? Then uh, is where the uh, the uh, imp uh, emperor, um, the empire um, was root rooted there, and uh, where uh, the the Soviet Union uh, started this big power with the battle of stalingrad especially and uh, but this where you know literature is uh is uh, uh Matteo, before we went live you told me that you were getting some grief about the piece on x which uh you're certainly not the first or the last person to get grief on x but uh the, the piece which I thought was excellent, might be seen as being slightly sympathetic to Russia, certainly is not an accusatory piece. Um, there's a long history, of course, of Western journalists going to Russia and being misled from 
Stanley Webb, even before that, and the Potemkin villages uh, of the 18th century. How can you be sure that you weren't misled in this piece, that it wasn't a, a, a clever Putin propaganda mission to get a distinguished Western journalist like you to write a little bit more favorably about what's happening in Russia? No, uh, at all. I mean, even because I traveled, I traveled without a journalistic journalistic visa. I traveled with a business visa. I could be arrested at any time. And actually, we were questioned for three hours at the end of the of the trip in Astrakhan. So it was really risky because uh, each of the persons we we interviewed, uh, they could have. Uh, denounce us and uh, and uh, because people that I didn't know it was not my cousin or my best friend <laughs> so they could have denounced uh, us uh, 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 and saying there are two strange guys here uh, making questions around and so on but uh, but I think uh, my I mean the the aim uh, was um, the the, <clears throat> the major question I wanted to answer was uh, what it means to be Russian today uh, in the time when uh, uh, Putin invaded and invaded uh, Ukraine and uh, and uh, all uh, let's say destabilized uh, the, the, the world the world all the, the, the old the world order and um, and um, and so um, uh, I there was I, I traveled without uh, prejudice, uh, without uh, without uh, any with uh, uh, the, the only uh, the only uh, goal to uh, try to tell how is life uh, for normal people for. Uh, and 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 trying to investigate in some uh, in some main issues like religion, for example, how, and explain how religion is really uh, centered in uh, in uh, in what's happening uh, in Russia today on on how religion is the how the matushka uh, now the priests uh, Orthodox priests are the real generals of the uh, Putin's uh, neo-imperialist uh, uh, ideology. And, uh, and then I wanted to tell what, uh, what's the impact of uh, sanctions, for example. Mm. Uh, um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, and then uh, the other big issue is uh, how the past history, the nostalgia is part of uh, 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 the current, uh, the current, uh, uh, I mean, as part of the agenda of the agenda of uh, of the uh, this uh, this um, <clears throat> ideology, and uh, how Stalin is back, uh, yeah. is back uh, as a as a icon is uh, is not only there's not only our rehabilitation is everyone's is, wearing uh, Stalin T-shirts. Um, we are speaking with uh, one of Italy's most distinguished writers, investigative journalists, Mazio Mian. He has a wonderful new piece out in Harper's, Behind the New Iron Curtain. You note that 
Matsio, you went there to find out what it means to be Russian today. One of the things I took away, and please correct me if, if, if this is wrong, uh, what it means to be Russia today is uh, that it's not much different what it means to be Russia today than Russia yesterday or perhaps Russia tomorrow. You found a kind of eternal quality. Maybe it was the experience of going down the Volga, but one way or the other, not a great deal seems... I, I mean, we'll talk about some of the changes, the impact of uh, sanctions, which are interesting, but basically the place is still the same and the Russians are still the same. Is, is there some truth to that? Yes, true. Uh, to be Russian today means primarily to be what they have uh, al always been. Uh, as uh, individuals, uh, they are uh, uh, subjects of the central power, indifferent and uh, uh, passive to prevarication and violence. Uh, uh, but um, as uh, a people and um, collectivity, uh, they believe in the uh, supremacy of uh, Russia. Uh, in the exceptional exceptionalism of Russia, uh, as uh, always, they dream uh, of a uh, ever greater Russia. Uh, um, one uh, one uh, uh, one uh, priest actually told me uh, to this answer: what it means to be Russian today. He said uh, is to and going to sleep and uh, and uh, hoping that next morning Russia is bigger. <laughs> so uh, and so and they are. That could be a, a, Freud, a Freudian explanation for that. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. And then they are uh, willing uh, to make a sacrifice and suffering uh, that uh, for us uh, in the West. Uh, um, that for us in the West. Uh, uh, is inimaginable uh, how how Russia. You know, are... uh, let me push back on that one. It's a romantic notion they're willing to make sacrifices. But one of the things I took away from your piece <laughs> is it's the poor, the unvoiced, the provincial people who are making sacrifices, and the wealthy aren't. They never have done, and they probably never will do. Isn't it still a very divided country? It is. It is. Uh, uh, there is. Uh, there are <laughs> castas in, uh, in 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 Russia, and uh, as I was saying uh, before, uh, you know, uh, religion is uh, is very important in this in this uh, in, in this debate because um, religion, uh, not as you know, the Russian soul, the famous Russian soul. But I'm talking about uh, hierarchy, 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 the, 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 the really the, the, uh, the, the, the priests, the, the, uh, the, the archbishop, the monks uh, are really, are really uh, the, the real uh, ideologues and ideologues. In the in the society, is that different? Do you think from? It's always so easy to compare and contrast and juxtapose the United States and Russia. There seems to be so many similarities. If you'd have done this trip in the American South or down the Mississippi, you would have found the same strength of the church, wouldn't you? Uh, with uh, first of all, I I made a uh, I I I traveled down the Mississippi from the sources to to New Orleans, 
and uh, with uh, some years ago with the same uh, uh, idea to try to tell what uh, what's to be what's is to, what's means to be american today uh, and uh, but uh, yeah mississippi is very different uh, and and the the church uh, is different because there are similarities of course but uh, uh, russian churches are empty uh, i mean very few very few people uh, go to church. Uh, uh, actually, the, the, mm, <clears throat> the, the, is, uh, the United States and Poland where they, they, you have more people in churches. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, there are many similarities. There are similarities between uh, Russia and, uh, and, and, uh, and the US. Um, um, you know, the... Uh, the spaces, of course, the la landscape. Uh, um, I mean, uh, uh, first of all, yeah. Despite the political tension uh, in Russia, everything one uh, would want to be, uh, one would uh, want to be cool, uh, uh, has an American appeal. No, uh, even the the brands uh, which uh, replace replaces uh, the American ones uh, that disappeared with the sanctions, they they appeal. Uh, the appeal remains American. No, for example, uh, if even the, the you know the bars or clubs uh, uh, are they 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 look like uh, many of them they look like uh, you could be in a, in the Midwest you could be in, in, in Iowa or in Illinois um, uh, but uh, yeah in my opinion there are things in common between Russian and Americans and the, the, of course large large spaces for example uh, there were times on our trip when uh, when we could uh, very well uh, have been in uh, in Nebraska. Or, yeah, I mean the, the provincialism, the ignorance about the yeah. outside world, the paranoia yeah. about the outside world. Exactly. A, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. A religious sense of isolationism. It's a very perhaps Matteo, uh, you might write about that in another piece. We are speaking with one of Italy's most distinguished investigative journalists and writers, um, Marzio Miani, has a wonderful piece out, a central reading in my view, uh, in Harper's this month, Behind the New Iron Curtain, Caviar Counterculture and the Cult of Stalin Reborn. Uh, Harper's does an excellent job on the literary front, as does our sponsor, Liberties, a quarterly journal of culture and politics, excellent new publication to be Read in my view, alongside Harper's, going to run a short piece on liberties, and then we'll be back with Marzio to talk more about what life is really like behind what he calls the new Iron Curtain. So don't go away, anyone. Beyond the news, the noise, there is nuance, insight. Liberties is not just a journal of ideas. It's a meteor of intelligent substance. It's the place to be for engaged citizens. Politics, opinion, substance. Liberties is a triumph for freedom of thought, a quarterly of urgency, of cultural exploration, of intellectual delight, of immaculate prose. It's invaluable. Subscribe now or find Liberties at your favorite bookseller. And you can subscribe to Liberties at libertiesjournal.com. We are speaking with Marzia Mian, one of Italy's leading investigative journalists, the author of Behind the New Iron Curtain, Caviar Counterculture, and the Cult of Stalin Reborn, a, 
uh, a story of his trip down the Volga the, in the summer of uh, 2023. Uh, Matteo, one of the things I really took out of the piece was the oddly positive impact of sanctions on culture, particularly on food. Uh, a really fascinating narrative about the impact of sanctions on food and the growth or the regrowth of a an indigenous Russian food culture. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was really one of, of the more the biggest surprise of my of my journey because uh, um, uh, due to the sanctions, uh, uh, Russians are uh, producing something, or, uh, or uh, <laughs> I mean, because because uh, you know they. Uh, if, uh, everything the the, the wealth uh, comes out uh, only from gas and, and, and oil and uh, and uh, of course they produce uh, 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 tanks and so on but uh, but uh, in terms of technology and uh, and run is really is really they are just depending on uh, imports and uh, but now so they are you know what um, uh, they are they are um, they 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 are copying uh, copying uh, uh, Western uh, Western technology. Uh, I, as I wrote in my piece, uh, in uh, especially in the agro and uh, in, in the agricultural uh, and the, the food pr production uh, um, <clears throat> uh, is is they they are just re replacing. Uh, 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 Italian, French, German, or even is Israeli uh, technology, uh, and so in the, for example, uh, there there was this this entrepreneur, communist entrepreneur, uh, and uh, in um, in the region of Kazan, who who told me uh, he. He he he, uh, he said uh, if we had sanctions in the nineties, uh, at this point we were like uh, the world. We were the 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 the, the biggest power, economic power in the world. So this no, and uh, but what is interesting is that um, they discover uh, like they had, they they started like a, a, a slow food uh, movement. And uh, where they they emphasize the fact that uh, the, the the food comes from uh, you know uh, zero mile and uh, <clears throat> just from uh, the garden and uh, and um, and even in the restaurants you you can uh, find in the menus uh, explaining uh, uh, where they're explaining that uh, some products are just local and they are uh, they are raised. Uh, Without uh, fertilizer, fertilizer, and uh, just because they they don't they can't import fertilizers anymore. So, uh, but uh, the production of cheese, for example, uh, uh, is up of eighty percent in the last uh, one or two years, and most of this is, uh, um, let's say. French cheese or Italian cheese or Italian prosciutto and so on. And uh, but um, uh, there is a, a political uh, a political idea in the back of this. A kind of you know the 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 uh, Ruski Ruski Mir. No, the Russian uh, the Russian. Uh, 
uh, idea of uh, uh, of supremacy that uh, is uh, Putin is is pro the Putin propaganda is is doing is is, uh, is has to do with food at this point too. It's yeah, a, it's it's a, patriot, a patriotic culture uh, uh, and. The, the most astonishing thing is the cult of Stalin. You have this amazing photo of a young uh, woman, fashionable woman, uh, on a on a ferry uh, in a Stalin T-shirt. Uh, is Stalin the sort of the figure, the symbolic figure behind Putin? How, how do people think about Stalin in 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 the early twenty first century? Why why is there a new cult of Stalin? Uh, and on the Volga, of course, outside the capital, um, Stalin was a sort of symbol, I guess, in some ways, of the provinces himself throughout his 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 life. Yeah, but uh, you know, down the Volga and these uh, cities I just mentioned is where uh, Stalin and Stalinism uh, 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 made the more uh, brutal uh, persecution. Yeah, I mean the the famines. Yeah, you know, we've had a an. Anne Applebaum on the show, chronicler of the, the famine. So, yeah, it's astonishing how Stalin now is back in vogue. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's um, seen as a, you know, a practic practical figure. And uh, he is the guy who made the uh, uh, Soviet Union big. He, he defeated uh, the, uh, the Nazis. He, uh, he, he modernized the country, and uh, very few people care of uh, their their the, his uh, his uh, crimes, you know, because Russia uh, is a is a country that uh, is uh, used to to huge crimes since uh but not, since, but not uh, of that uh, scale i mean oh Sam argues that i don't know 20 30 million people stalin killed much worse than in in numerical terms than hitler were you as a, a man of the world as a journalist were you troubled by this cult or did, were you um, amused and intrigued by it? i i, I sensed uh, a little bit of both uh no, no, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. Uh, um, uh, I was surprised of the of um, how very uh, few voices uh, against Stalin I found, but uh, how uh, how accepted this figure is. Even even because you know Putin wants to be uh, compared to Stalin. And he he doesn't want to be compared. He doesn't care to be compared to Lenin. Lenin is too cerebral, uh, too intellectual, too European. And uh, but Stalin be belongs to the to the Asian. Uh, right, even though he wasn't, of course, uh, ironically Russian. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but from uh, yeah, he, he, he is the you know the kind of uh, Asian. Uh, uh, um, Dictator and uh, exterminator. Very well, cruel. What very, call Oriental uh, despot. Very, very cruel. That's yeah, good. yeah, and uh, and uh, and uh, and yeah. In some way, Putin wants to be compared to to Stalin. Just how Stalin wanted to. Be compared to, compared to, I, I, I don't want to bring up Hitler always because he always comes up in these sorts of conversations. But if you'd have done one of these pieces on Germany, and you found fashionable young kids lounging around in Hitler t-shirts, we'd be just completely outraged and shocked. 
how does Stalin get away with it and not Hitler? Is it because Stalin won the war and Hitler lost his war? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the main reason. And then uh, because you know communism, uh, communism is um, I mean still uh, fashionable in uh, Europe. Uh, I'm uh, I'm talking. Oh, fascism! From... I don't need you. Don't need me to tell you that in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but you know, uh, Italy was uh, you know we had uh, the biggest communist party in the West, and um, and um, and the sympathy that uh, you can find in uh, in Italy, in France, in Germany, and uh, especially in different countries in Europe uh, uh, regarding um, uh, Russia and Putin is because they, I mean, many people think uh, still that um, uh, is. Um, the country of uh, communism, and, uh, and so there is still, uh, I mean, the, the idea or the utopia of this, and uh, and um, and then is is very what what if I can tell you, Andrew, what uh, was really surprised me, what surprising for for me is how um, intellectuals, um, uh, religious religion. Uh, uh, Popes and these these people, uh, they they uh, um, excuse they 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 are um, rehabilitating even communism in these in these yeah the Soviet yeah. Union you you, you that, read about them but, yeah. but even com communism no because uh, uh, because they. yeah as uh, as part of the of the grandeur. In some way, is uh, is uh, uh, and then um, uh, even even though even, even you know these uh, priests, even though even though uh, the Soviet Union and the, and the Bolsheviks uh, uh, perse uh, persecuted the, 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 the church and and so on, but um, uh, but uh, uh, there is a. Um, uh, they they see communism as part of the messianic the messianic uh, Russian idea, you know? and uh, so it's a kind of um, uh, it's part of the religion in some way, you know, part of the religion. Uh, uh, um, the, uh, because you know even even communism. Uh, uh, Allowed uh, uh, that was, I mean, against the religions, but allowed the the two two uh, uh, they only uh, the the only religions allowed, let's say, under communism were communism and atheism, <laughs> some way. So is is part of this. Uh, Things are never changing. What it means to be Russian today is what it yeah. meant to be Russian yesterday and tomorrow. You, you talk about a little bit about Italy. Of course, you're, you're from Italy. Um, I've always understood that Italy was particularly sympathetic to Putin and Russia. Uh, there was a piece I found from The Guardian uh, from August of, of this year, how pro-Putin views permeate Russian media. But then I also found a piece uh, from the summer, suggesting that Putin can't count on his friends in Italy anymore. And your current prime minister, Maloney, uh, has a closer relationship with uh, Zelensky. Tell me a little bit about how the piece has gone down in Italy. Um, I know it was um, translated into Italian. Uh, and whether 
Italy is, so to speak, the soft underbelly for Russian propagandists in Europe and in the West in general. Yes, uh, there is a histor an, an historical reason of um, a special relation between Russia and Italy, um, mostly a cultural uh, relation um, from writers. Uh, I mean, uh, Gorky, even Lenin was in, uh, stayed in, in Capri for uh, for some time. Then, of course, music. And so on. Now there is this cultural uh, attraction, and even the character in some way. You no, know? and um, uh, but uh, um, but uh, uh, from uh, uh, I mentioned before the uh, from the from the left or the extreme left uh, or the nostalgic of the, the former Italian communists who are sympathetic with Putin and very against uh, uh, Zelensky and um, and uh, and uh, and uh, they think uh, they do are... they see Zelensky do they does the some people on the Italian left do they buy the what seems to me the the Russian propaganda that Zelensky and the Ukrainians are Nazis no not really but they buy they buy Italians they buy uh, many Italians by the 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 reasons uh, why we uh, uh, ever we are at this point that's why the the the, the, the 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 war started so the fact that NATO NATO uh, uh, was uh, I mean uh, uh, is part of the problem and um, and uh, there was a mm. Actually, a a great uh, a great cover story on the on Harper's uh, uh, some months ago on uh, on the responsibility of NATO. On uh, yeah, that's a, a huge debate in the United States. What about uh, Maloney? Has uh, she changed Italian policy, or is she just a, herself a prisoner of one kind of public opinion or another? Uh, there is no opposition. Uh, the position is really, really weak, uh, split, divided, and um, and uh, she, she, I mean, she is playing a lot on uh, uh, as being uh, the first uh, uh, pri woman prime minister, um, and um, she's uh, quite um, uh, smart in uh, in uh, uh, changing. Uh, and uh, having changed uh, their uh, her ideas and uh, and uh, she, she, she's and, a bit and, of a fantasist herself. I know she's a love. We, we had a show about this actually about her affection for Lord of the Rings. Is there a, a, a Tolkien narrative here of what's happening in Russia or Ukraine? No, not not really. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. But but um, uh, there are big um, in in the coalition. In the coalition, there is, uh, you know, the Lega, the Lega, the one, one the, the there are three parties. One of the parties, the, the Lega, is the yes, sovereignist, uh, sovereignist uh, party, and um, and they are really sympathetic with uh, with uh, with Putin from um, 
really a nationalistic point of view on on how on um, on uh, on the uh, anti-global uh, uh, anti-global approach uh, and uh, mm. so and the so left and the right in in some ways as yeah has been argued really thinking alike finally um Marzia, it's a fascinating conversation the war continues we began with whether or not the wall street journal claims that ukraine missed an early chance to negotiate peace did you learn anything in geostrategic terms i mean you you weren't meeting with officials you spent your time talking to ordinary russians but any sense of, of how we're going to get beyond this war, this terrible war, though? It seemed terrible when it happened. Now, when it compared to the Israeli war in Gaza, it actually doesn't seem that terrible. It's pretty awful, but it's still something we want to, we, and maybe that's the problem. Uh, did you come away with any wisdom about peace, a possibility of peace? I mean, you weren't in Ukraine, of course. No, no, but the majority of the people I speak, I speak with of course they they want peace they want the the, the war to to end uh, but uh, I don't think this is uh, in the mind of of the regime uh, the regime has the power uh, the <clears throat> the power to continue the the war uh, for many months i think what does the uh, regime want though do they want to conquer all of ukraine do they want a pr victory do they just want to make ukrainians no. and the west suffer not a pr is not a pr war <clears throat> they want land uh they want um uh, the land uh, we we know of course they 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 pretend to but they 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 want uh, i think that yeah they want a, um change uh, uh, a different government in, in, in Minsk uh, and uh, and um, and uh, Ukraine is uh, fundamental you mean for, in Kiev not in Minsk excuse me uh, Kiev yeah uh, <clears throat> but um, um, yeah uh, Ukraine uh, Ukraine part of Ukraine is fundament fundamental for the imperial idea of uh, that uh, uh, Russia uh, Putin has in mind and uh, and uh, is uh, the beginning the beginning of a new era I don't know what uh, will be next um, <clears throat> I don't know if uh, there is a, of course the Baltic states are are yeah. But what you didn't find, what, what what's missing, for better or worse, Marzio, is you didn't find deep hostility towards Putin or even the war. I mean, there was an element of counterculture, but that seemed to be focusing on food and partying and dr drugs. Um, you, you didn't sense that? Sense what? Excuse me? That's this, this deep hostility to both the war and the regime, which is the standard narrative in the West that oh, uh, if, uh, if it's a bit of a police state, it's the old narrative about Russia. It's a police state. And if what people want is to be like us. It's a police state. It's a police state. Uh, um, <clears throat> and um, more and more. Um, uh, who was a dissenting uh, um, um, uh, um, <clears throat> physically i mean going in the streets and so on left the country um, numbers are different to 
from uh, half a million uh, to to eight thousand eight hundred thousand of people who left uh, Russia already and who stayed as uh, uh, the dissent is uh, is uh, silent. Uh, I made this example in my story. I found this uh, 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 pacifist, the community of pacifists in the middle of the Volga. Yeah. Uh, so um, they are just uh, uh, escaping reality, uh, and, uh, it's, and it's what many, many, the majority probably of the Russian, the Russians are just are just. Uh, um uh, escaping uh, reality and uh, and um <clears throat> and, um, and they are just um, indifferent they show, they show them some uh, indifference of what happening just waiting just waiting for what uh, but i want to add something regarding um <clears throat> the the power and russian power you know i'm i'm um uh, i know a lot uh, on about the uh, russian arctic I travel a lot, a lot in the Russian Arctic because I am, let's say, an expert of the Arctic and on the consequences of climate change in the Arctic. And I wrote a lot from, I mean, from the ground in the Arctic and also also in the Russian Arctic. I was one of the very few who were able to uh, to to be there. And uh, and uh, I can tell you that um, yeah, uh, they in the Arctic is where. Where is uh, the the where Russia has the the more powerful uh, armaments and uh, the more sophisticated and um, <clears throat> and the, so I know uh, uh, I, I I know how um, powerful is the 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 the, the Russian uh, the Russian. Um, uh, army and uh, th what they used uh, till now in in Ukraine is just the you know the 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 B <laughs> the B uh, uh, army. So um, I, I think they they uh, especially because the, there is a, a lack now of uh, uh, of um, help uh, from the West uh, uh, to. Ukraine, uh, I think there is a, in, in these months, the spring will be crucial. Uh, and uh, I think the, the Russian will push a lot and, uh, and try to, to have a very strong offensive. Also from the sky, they, they use the, the, the um, planes very very little till till now and they they are this they are they start to, to use uh, uh, um, uh, fighter fight fighters uh plane now so <clears throat> uh, i think we the spring will be crucial crucial 